It's that Harlem life. Gonna turn it up, please. It's that Harlem life. It's your man Ben Forever thinking out loud. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing good. But I got updates on that missing Alabama woman. Boyfriend of this missing Alabama woman who returned home says she was fighting for her life for 48 hours. An Alabama woman who went missing after calling 911 to report a toddler walking along an interstate was literally fighting for her life for 48 hours. Before she was found Saturday evening, her boyfriend stated, Carlethia, Carly Nickel Russell, 25 years old, was reported safe around 10.45 p.m. Saturday after returning to the home she shares with her parents in Hoover. Police and fire officials responded to the home and transferred her to the UAB hospital for evaluation before being released. I have been going nonstop. This is stated from her boyfriend, quote unquote. I have been going nonstop since I received the call that she was missing on Thursday night. Russell's boyfriend, Tamara Latrell Simmons, wrote on Facebook, I know she would have never done this. I know she would have done, sorry, excuse me. I know she would have done the same for me, so I wasn't going to give up until I saw her face again. He um, posted on Facebook. Simmons said Russell's was fighting for her life for 48 hours. So until she's physically and mentally stable again, she is not able to give any updates or whereabouts on her kidnapper at this very moment. Miss Russell's whereabouts were not immediately clear since around 10.45 p.m. Thursday when she called 911 and a family member to say she saw a young child walking on the side of Interstate 459. All right, so you already know that I reported on this. Things was not clear. I didn't even understand what was really going on. I had I was trying my best to get the information as transparent as possible, but these are the updates, you know. So police found Miss Russell's car and her cell phone, but were unable to find her or a child in that area. Hoover Police Lieutenant Daniel Lowe said the family member on the phone with Russell lost contact with her, even though the line remained open. A single witness reported possibly seeing a gray vehicle and a man standing outside of Carly's vehicle, but they had no additional information. Police asked people to report any information they might have, have about her disappearance, which family members organized a search in that area. Talitha Russell told news sources her daughter was headed home in the community about 10 miles south of uh, Birmingham. After leaving work and stopping to get food, she was on the phone with her brother's girlfriend when she said she saw a child on the roadside. My son's girlfriend, all right, my son's girlfriend heard heard her asking the child, are you okay? She never heard the child say anything, but then she heard our daughter scream, Talitha Russell stated. From there, all you hear on her phone is background noises from the interstate. During the search, 
there were two separate rewards of $20,000 and $5,000 for information assisting Russell's safe return. Detectives took initial statements from Russell while she was in the hospital. The details from her statements are part of an ongoing investigation which is expected to continue over the coming days, police stated. So, it's probably going to be a lot of craziness. Those are the updates because I already reported it, but I feel like it's fair to like um, keep along with the updates just for people who like to keep in track with this, you know? So, I'm giving it to you. I'm providing a service. It's obvious. But we're going to move on to other news and stuff like that. All right, let me see. Let me see, let me see, let me see. I don't want to do no political stuff. Steakhouse closes after reports of drugs and customers' food. Uh... I don't know. Former exec issues dire warning to Hollywood if strike isn't resolved. Let me see. All right, let me see the tabachery of this. Former Hollywood executive warns of absolute collapse if SAG and the WGA deal not met, if their deal is not met by September. Former Paramount and 20th Century Fox CEO Barry Diller has a warning for Hollywood. Settle the strike by September 1st or face an absolute collapse of the industry. During an appearance on CBS uh, Face the Nation, Diller laid out his prediction for the entertainment industry if the actors and writers strike lasts longer than a few months. What will happen is if, if in fact, it doesn't get settled until Christmas or so. The next year, there's not going to be many programs for anybody to watch. So you're going to see subscriptions get pulled, which is going to reduce the revenue of all these movie companies, television companies, the result of which is that there will be no programs. And, and at just the time, Strike is settled that you want. Strike is settled that you want to get back up. All right. So basically, he's trying to say you need to settle the strike or do something about it so you can, so you can get back up. There won't be enough money though. The SAG. These acronyms, I'm not sure what they are. Then the AFTRA, the Actors Union. Joining the ongoing writers, Guild of America, all right, WGA, strike on Thursday after five weeks of negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and television producers failed to produce a new contract. The WGA has been on strike since early May, all right? The companies have refused to meaningfully engage on something. Yeah, uh, the companies have refused to meaningfully engage on some topics and on other completely stonewall uh, issues, I guess. Until they do negotiate in good faith, we cannot begin to reach a deal, said the nanny star Fran Deska 
Odetcher, Dreshka, Odretcher, Fran Dretcher, the nanny star, who is the SAG, AFTRA president. Diller acknowledged there is no trust between the parties during the negotiating, but posited a September 1st deadline to settle a deal before deeper impacts are felt economically. The truth is, this is a huge business, both domestically and for world expert, he stated. It sounds like I'm crying to the skies, but these conditions will potentially produce an absolute collapse of an entire industry. Several, the issues, let me see, several, the issues at stake for both guilds are residuals from streaming services and the use of artificial intelligence to create new works, which is AI. With regards to pay, Diller noted that complaints about high pay against studio heads conflict with the salaries of some of the top actors supporting the strike. You have the actors union saying, how dare these 10 people who run these companies earn all this money and won't pay us. While if you look at it on the other side, the top 10 actors get paid more than the top 10 executives. I'm not saying either it's right. Actually, everybody's probably overpaid at the top end, he stated. The one idea I had is to say, as a good faith measure, both the executives and the most paid actors should take a 25% pay cut to try and narrow the difference between those who get highly paid and those that don't, Diller suggested. As for AI replacing actors and writers, Diller thinks the fears are overhyped to death. In this case, I think the one to three year period not much is going to happen. But post that, of course, there are there are all these issues, right? He explained. Now, by the way, these issues are not, I believe, relative to some of the worries about replacement. I don't think they are going to replace AI-generated actors. I don't think you're going to replace writers. Yes, you can adjust all this stuff and spit out something that sounds like Shakespeare, but guess what? It is not original Shakespeare, and writers will get assisted, not replaced. Most of these actual performing crafts, I don't think they're in danger of artificial intelligence. All right? So, Diller, who is also a chairman of holding company IAC and Expedia Group, commented on his plans to sue over copyright material being used by AI with a group of others in publishing, but did not specify who or when they will were planning to file. All right, they didn't specifically give any details on when they're going to file that lawsuit against um, copyright materials being used by AI. All right, unless you protect it, Unless you protect copyright, all is lost, he said, referring to programs like ChatGPT and AI services offered by Microsoft and Google. The problem is they also say that the fair use doctrine of the copyright law allows them to suck up all this stuff, 
We in the publishing side do not agree with that. Did it explain? It will be it will be long term catastrophic if there is not a business mode that allows people professionally to produce content. That would be, I think everybody agrees, a catastrophe. The only way to get there is either legislation or litigation. Damn, man, this shit is crazy right there. Uh, I didn't. I didn't believe AI could replace actors or writers. I never believed it. You know. I know they was talking about that, but I never believed it. I'm just keeping it real with you. I never like, like fathom fathom that in my mind. Oh, AI is gonna replace writers. I just don't see it. Like creativity come from an organic soul, which is us. You can't replace that. Like people are talking crazy, and they talking like um, it's too far fetched. Like you can't get replaced by a machine. You just can't. We are a we are an organic thing. We have been created by the image of a higher power. You know what I'm saying? We created the machines. We made AI. So how the fuck? A fucking robot is going to replace you. Come on, man. You're the God. Like, people, stop. Be reasonable. Start using your minds. Because some of you guys cause a lot of anarchy on the media section. of The media side of things, you guys cause a lot of gossip and a lot of fear mongers and stuff like that. And that's why an organic guy like me has to come up on a damn podcast and tell you just shut the fuck up and like there's nobody going to replace us. It's impossible. You cannot replace people like us, all right? It's impossible. You can't replace me. There's nobody that's going to top me, all right? You could try your best to be better than me, which I will applaud you and be admirable about it. But guess what? I'm going to do me no matter what till the wheels fall off. Understand that. Get your shit together, America. God damn it. Let's see what else we got on here. People are crazy. Make me sick. All right. Let me see what else they got. I've been covered the Alabama girl. Crime in the liberal city is now spreading to one of the richest neighborhoods in the U.S. Let me see this shit. Problems have escaped. Crime in this liberal city is now spreading to one of the richest neighborhoods in the United States. San Francisco, smashing grabs, robberies, burglaries, and open-air drug use have historically been contained to a few neighborhoods. But now criminals are targeting the city. Criminals are targeting the city's richest neighborhoods. The San Francisco Police Union chief told news sources that now you're seeing crime in the more affluent areas. Tracy McCray president of the San Francisco Police Officers Association told news sources larcenies shot off the charts. All right? Larceny, robbery, assaults, and motor vehicle theft. Crimes were all up from 2020 to 2022, according to the San Francisco Police data. A recent string of armed robberies targeting women with children last month in a nice San Francisco neighborhood shock residence. And it's shocking me also. Uh, 
Yes, you see the CVS, you see the Walgreens, you see the smash and grabs, McCray told news sources. They are really now a problem for the whole city. Criminals are so brazen, they commit robberies in broad daylight and hot prowls, burglaries when residents are still in their homes without fear of retribution, McCray said. Many of these crimes, she told news sources, are spreading to some of the highest income neighborhoods in the country, like the Marina, North Beach, and Pacific Heights. One perpetrator, she recalled, recently smashed a car windows, stole the luggage inside, and uh, soldered to their getaway vehicle. I don't know what word is that they, they use, but they, um, there was no rush to run back to his car. Residents have expressed concerns over safety in the city for years. The problem is in the tenderloin have escaped the tenderloin. Tenderloin? Have escaped the tenderloin? The union chief said of the historically drug-riddled neighborhood, so now instead of it being just this small area right here, it's crossed over. A recent survey of Bay Area Rapid Transit riders found that 53% of residents know someone who has been the victim of a crime. Uh, 46% say they have witnessed a crime themselves and 18% say they have personally been a victim. Okay, also 44% say they have never or rarely seen a police officer while riding. The drug crimes in San Francisco are worse now than in the 80s at the peak of the crack epidemic, McCray told news sources. There were people who had substance abuse issues, maybe some mental health issues, but nothing like what we see today, she said. You see people using drugs out in the open, having really just probably some of the most severe mental health issues out there, McCray continued, and it seems like there's no help for them. This shit is crazy. But that's the truth, and I know this happened in San Francisco, but I actually can relate to what they're saying because it sounds like it's happening over here too. Real talk. You know, I see a lot of stuff going on. Sorry about the background, but I see a lot of stuff going on I haven't seen before. You know, I know crime exists and there's bad neighborhoods all around the city. You see what I'm saying? I'm in Harris County, but there's a lot of like what this is what I'm saying. I, it's getting worse and I hate to say this. But it's getting worse, and I know it is. Like, I go to work every day, Monday through Friday. I do my podcast on when I have the time to do it. You see what I'm saying? Like, when I get off of work, that's when I jump and start pre-recording all of my podcasting and stuff like that. Sometimes I pre-record while I'm at work because I'm also a tech. I'm into computers and stuff like that. So I have, like, very... I got various ways in how to do my productions as quick as possible and get them out there fast as possible. And plus, I have a mentor that coaches me in how to do things 
quick, fast, in a hurry, and professional, and you know what I'm saying? So, but going to work is starting to get dangerous, and it's worrying me. So, with that being said, what's going on in San Francisco, that the crime is pouring into the richer neighborhoods, I think crime is, like, spreading like wildfire throughout the country, period. That's how I believe. That's what I believe is going on. You see what I'm saying? I don't see it no other way. But really, there's a problem. And I don't know if this problem is going to deteriorate or if it's going to evolve. And that's a scary question, you know? Hopefully, uh, officials, state officials, and people that's in the law enforcement and state legislators local and state are putting this under acknowledgments so they could figure out a better way to make this country a civilized place to live in, all right? We shouldn't have so much crime activities running everywhere, all right? I even did a report earlier about a 14-year-old girl almost getting abducted at a mall, you know? It was a scary situation. I covered it on one of the segments that I did earlier today. It was a disturbing news to even read on. I was like, what the hell? Like, this guy didn't even care. All he was worried, like, this is nasty, all right? So, people, I'm doing you a great service by telling you what's going on. This is gonna trickle down into people taking actions um, and making some type of movement so we could have a civilized society, man, all right? So hopefully somebody's out there listening and take heed to what I'm saying, all right? And the biggest problem in this country is that they took God out of everything that we do, especially the schools, the public schools. They took God out of everything, and now we live in tyranny. We live in a bad state, in a state of emergency. So with that being said, Please think about it. This is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Benz Pharrell. I'll be back. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Box Benji. Follow me on Instagram, Box Benji. And you could jump on my TikTok, which is underscore murder envy. M-U-R-D-E-R-E-N-V as in Victor I-I. You have a great day. I'll be right back. Boom. It's the home night. Gonna turn it up, Harlem nights, gonna turn it up, please. I'm love with gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights, party at the Bodega. Wanna make a podcast? Spotify got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can get started today. Then you can get it distributed, your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take a conversation with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, 
It's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, it took my talent to a whole nother level. And I'm happy about that. I feel like I have options like video podcasts and Q&A pause that lets me be creative on another level. I highly recommend it. You give it a try. Download Spotify for podcasters on your app store or go to the www.spotify.com podcasters to get started.